Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Teaching Tales. I am Brent Coley, your host, and this is the podcast, once again, if this is your first time listening, it's a podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. And joining me today is my friend, fellow educator, and fellow Anaheim Ducks hockey fan, Dennis Grice. Dennis, how you doing? Hello, Brent. Good to good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, go Ducks. That's right. We're 26 days as we record this. I saw on Instagram today, it's 26 days away from, from the regular season starting. So we're very, very excited about that. And um, very, this is the first, I mean, we're, we're talking via Google Hangout. And for anyone listening, Dennis is not in the in the room across the hallway or anything like Dennis is on literally the other side of the world. He is in Shanghai right now, correct, Dennis? I am, I am in Shanghai, and I am a day ahead of you. A day ahead of me. I'm recording at 5.30 p.m. on a Saturday, and it's, what, 8.30 a.m. on a Sunday. On a Sunday, yes, wow. that's right. Sunday morning. Um, Sunday morning. Well, good morning to you. Good evening to me. And, Dennis, uh, for anyone listening who's not familiar with you and your work, just briefly, uh, who is Dennis? How long have you been teaching? What have you been up to in education? Um. I am a what, technology coordinator, technology coach, computer guy. I've been doing that at uh, various schools for about 20 years now. And I am just starting my third year here at Concordia International School in Shanghai. Awesome. So um, I, a teacher in the States for, for most of my career. And I don't know, maybe you call it a midlife crisis. You know, it was just it was time for something different, time for a new adventure. Time to make new stories. Definitely, and an opportunity. An opportunity came up to teach in Shanghai, and I looked at it as: is this something you know, an opportunity to learn? Is it something that can make me better? So it's like I, 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 I got some advice from a good friend, Rushton Hurley. Great guy. Yes. Who said, who said, "Don't think of all the reasons you should do it. Think of all the reasons you shouldn't." And I couldn't come up with anything, anything legit outside of not being able to see as many Ducks games as I, as I used to. But, uh, but well, no, it's, it's been a fun ride. That's awesome. Yeah, some, some people, some teachers, when they're ready for a, a little sh shake up, they, they change grade levels or they maybe transfer to another school in their district. And you literally flew to the other side of the world. So I sold all my stuff and moved to Shanghai. Oh, that's that is awesome. Well, that was, I mean, when we were kind of talking and, or I should say Facebook messengering back and back and forth, if messengering is a word of what we could talk about. I mean, I'm just very curious. I've seen some of your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts, but mm -hmm. as an American educator, I mean, you've taught in America, you're now teaching in, in Shanghai. I'm very curious about the differences of American education, Shanghai. So, I mean, you, you said that you've got a few stories, but but just just starting. How how is it like over there? Because <laughs> okay. I obviously I've well, never done um, it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there are things that are the same. I mean, when when you come down to it, school is school, mm -hmm. and you know, once you start teaching, kind of getting into that mode, you know, it's like okay, this is this is in my wheelhouse. I can I can do this, but. Um, there's other stuff that's just, it's just very different, but let me, let me kind of back up. Our school is, is an international school. So the, the clientele or, or the student population 
um, the, the agreement that, that our school has with, with Shanghai is we can only take students with foreign passports. Um, so we do not have any any Chinese national citizens at our school. It's um, parents who who have foreign passports who are over here working for their company. You know, we've got you know Ford has a factory over here, so we've got you know parents who work for Ford and they put their kids in our school. Uh, GM, you know, uh, we got Disney in town. You know, we got Shanghai Disney, um, and then you know a lot of other other companies and people who have, who have come over here to to work. And you know we get we get their kids, and there's a variety of different international schools here in Shanghai. There's you know the British school, which teaches the you know, the IB, the British system. Um, there's there's German school. You know we're we're kind of catering to to American um, kids and, and what and what those kids will most likely need when they go back to the states. So we do AP testing. We do um, okay. a lot of you know a lot of that you know traditional stuff. You know we we we. Try and follow, or, or or at least come close to Common Core, um, you know NGSS for science. You know we're trying to align with that, so that, you know the transition for kids moving back to the states. So about sixty percent of our student population is U.S. passports, and then you know Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, um, and then just kind of a a variety of 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 folks. So you know that's that's what we're dealing with. The but the school itself is just amazing. The people I work with are just are just top-notch that's awesome you know that's yeah as you were as you were mentioning kind of the population i wrote down the word just taking some notes here transiency do you have do you see a lot of i mean because a lot of schools i mean you came from california i'm in california mm -hmm. I'm in a lot of our schools we will see a lot of transiency sometimes do you i mean are your kids there oh, for a year or two at a time yeah uh, uh Rare, rarely do we have someone, you know, go from preschool all the way through 12th grade. Sure. Um, you know, at our high school graduation last year, I think there might have been five. You know, wow. Six. I'm just throwing a number out. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the the families that, that come are here for a year, two years, three years. And, and then they're gone. And, and a lot of the teachers as well. Sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm on a three year contract, so this is this is a contract year for me, and I'll you know I can either you know decide if I want to you know renew for another year by year after that, or you know say hey I'd like to move on to something else, and that's just kind of the nature of of international schools. You get a lot of people coming in and going out, and there's there's a lot of a lot of transition, mm -hmm. and one of the things that's that's tough is you have that that feeling when you come into a school, you know, it's like, oh, I knew, you know, I'm a little nervous, you know, I got to get to know people. But what I wasn't prepared for is like, at the end of the year, people that I got to know and built connections with that were friends, it's like, they're moving on, they, I might not ever see them again. They left, yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of dealing with that, with that, you know, that feeling of, oh, you were here, and now I'm getting left behind. Oh. But you know, it's and I'm learning to deal with it. You know, but it's it is it's, it's a different type of type of transition. And the community here is so tight, so you build those relationships, and that stuff is strong. Yeah, you know, because you're kind of like, hey, we're all in this together, and you know, you work together, you play together, and and when folks leave, it's tough. Sure, sure. No, it has. I mean, so many of the previous episodes of the podcast have centered around the topic of relationships mm -hmm. and building those relationships with students, but. That's that's just a great point that building those with staff and yeah I mean my my school I mean I've got a lot of teachers who have been there several since its inception I mean yeah. there's not a lot of turnover in terms of teaching at my school so that would be a very a very different thing 
Um, so do you have any stories since this is a podcast about stories um, that you that you thought you might want to share? Yeah, um, I've got I've got a couple. I mean, one would be kind of like like a story of, of just kind of challenges. You know, I came from the U.S. You know, I, I'm a Google certified teacher, and you know, we're using Chromebooks and and Google and you know Google Drive, Google Classroom at, at my previous school. And I come to China, and you know, China, we've got this little thing called the Great Firewall, and and <laughs> Google is blocked in China now. Our school has has a special special arrangement where we have a, a whitelisted internet, so we can actually use it on campus. But if you know you want to access things like Google, Facebook, Twitter, or something like that in China, you know it's it's blocked, and you have to kind of you know work around or get or get a VPN, and and sometimes those work, sometimes they don't. And what's what's interesting is um, you know in the states kids go leave school so they can get on things like Facebook and Twitter. Here they come to school to get on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So it's kind of a flip. Wow. And, uh, you know, that's, and that's one of the adjustments you have, but at the same time, trying to work with teachers who want to use things like Google Docs, we have to understand, I have to, I have to go to them and the administration says you cannot assign any homework that requires kids to access Google at home. So you have to allow time in class for that to happen. Wow. And, you know, we, we can set up things, you know, for kids that have laptops, you can set up offline docs so they can work on it at home. But you've got to kind of have, have that in mind where you're, where you're kind of working with, we want to work within and, and work with the system and, and respect and we can't, you know, require parents to have a VPN because it's not technically legal. Sure. But at the same time, you know, we want to do what's best for, for learning and have those, those collaborative tools available. So you just kind of have to it's it's a lot of workarounds oh sure but is there um but is there an all i mean it, it gives i mean we complain about things being blocked <laughs> in the yeah. states like oh yeah. man you, schools will complain that youtube is blocked and should it be blocked yeah. shouldn't it be blocked and but i mean that's geez that's petty compared to i mean you've got schools and districts that are google districts uh google right. apps for education g suite now districts exactly and, and that being taken away is there is there an alternative that can that that they offer or is it just all having to do workarounds well i mean we are we are looking at you know i mean microsoft office 365 is is not blocked and you know we're looking at the possibility of using of using that as a tool but so many of our people are just so ingrained and we've got so much stuff on google you know that that could be a really tough transition sure and, i you know trying to Trying to figure out how that's going to work and you know like our tech director says you know well office 365 works for now you know what's going to happen you know in, in china we sort of have this saying you know it is the way it is until it's not yeah and you just got to learn learn to learn to adjust with that and, and you got to learn to learn to roll with it but um it does it does offer its own its own set of challenges yeah no i i i love google too and my school oh yeah uh, my district is microsoft 365 so it's it is yeah. i'm in a kind of a transition time that we're 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 learning to use a different tool and and having to be flexible and um some days are easier than others but <laughs> and and kind of going back to the that the, our teacher population where you have teachers coming in and going and coming in and going you have teachers that come in with with skill sets you know it's like hey i'm a google teacher i want to be able to use this stuff yeah 
and there are there are challenges and one of my um challenges as as a tech coach is you know it, you, you could have a population of teachers that are a lot of lone rangers and i you know i'm used to doing it this way but someone else is used to doing it another way and you want to be able to help people work within their passion and do what they want to you know what they want to do what they know is best for kids and at the same time, you do need some sort of level of consistency. And I'm sure as an admin, you struggle with that a lot as, as well. You know, yeah. we have, you know, we can't have everyone doing their own thing. We've got to have, you know, here's a tool that does what you want to do. It may not be the exact same tool that you're used to using, but can we get everyone at least on the same page in that? You know, just, just for the sake of, you know, kids moving from, from grade to grade or just for consistency for the parents. No, I, I completely understand that. I mean, we've I've I've hired teachers in the last couple of years who have come from districts that were G Suite Google districts that were used mm -hmm. to Google Classroom, for example. And I mean, the nature of technology and educational technology specifically is, I mean, over the last several years, it it is becoming part of the DNA of teachers. Mm -hmm. And and it changes the way. I mean, just anything from a from a document camera to a projection system. I mean, when teachers call me and say, "My doc cam's not working," my projectors. I mean, we had a power outage last week because of the extreme heat we were experiencing, and it it I didn't fry, but it, I mean, we had right. to reset things. And and I, I remember those days. I mean, when I was in the classroom, it, oh, yeah. it changes having access to that changes the way we design lessons. So I, I completely relate to a teacher coming in who, for example, was used to Google Classroom, or maybe it's vice versa, and, and they're used to something that we don't offer. And I'm actually, I'm having to model that now too, because I'm somebody who has used a lot of Google tools in the past, and my district is moving in a Microsoft 365 direction. So I'm mm -hmm. having to, to, to model that and say, hey guys, yes, we're used to this, but you know what, now we have to go in this direction, kind of, I mean, hey, we got a new curriculum or whether it's Common Core, yeah. we're going to have to kind of step out of our comfort zones because for me, it is out of my comfort zone. Google is my comfort zone, but I'm getting better. I mean, things like OneNote, for example, with Microsoft, I love OneNote. I mean, OneNote it, it, is it's powerful. It really I think, is. I think yeah. OneNote, OneNote is saving Microsoft. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that is a, just a fantastic product. And I'm actually kind of, I'm glad that we're pushing in that direction because I probably would not have explored OneNote had I not had to. I was comfortable. Been forced to move in that direction. I was, yeah, I was comfortable with my Google solutions. And I mean, for example, PLC notes and PLC agendas, we were using forms and, and the autocrat and merging in, in so for the agendas and, and it was great, but now I've got it in OneNote and it's even greater. It's easier. It works on every device. You can draw in it with a stylus if you're on an iPad or a Surface Pro or anything like that. So yeah. an example that stepping out of my comfort zone has actually led to something better but i've had to i've had to be at the front of that parade and model that like hey guys oh yeah i'm with you well, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable too so you're talking about stepping out of your comfort zone move to china <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't have said that while you were taking a drink no that's okay lost it yeah. but uh, but um no it, it's and i think part of my job as a tech coach is to kind of help teachers through that transition and yeah. and to help them them see that and, and also to just kind of like smooth 
the technology use. Let's use it where it makes sense. Let's, you know, try to eliminate the extra steps that are involved and make it so it's not just seen as one more thing. A Amen. Amen. And then, I mean, and then just yeah. learning what, what, what needs to, what needs to be done. Um, and, and, and kind of, and one of the things that that's kind of freeing, and, and this is, this is another story I think I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, the, what's different, I think, working in an international school, you know, away from the States is I, I think there, there's, there's a higher level of trust. Mm. And, and, and for example, my, my, my first year, my first couple months, um, I'm working as, as a tech coach in elementary and middle school. And one of the things they asked me to do, you know, first off was to kind of provide some, some training for our teachers on using Aspen, our, our student information system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how to put in grades and, you know, do, doing a variety of tasks. And I'm looking over this, this list of things and I'm meeting with the, our assistant principal and I'm saying, okay, I've, I'm looking at these things that, that you can do on Aspen, you know, that, what, are, what are our high priority items? You know, for example, you know, how often do teachers have to submit lesson plans and do you want, do they, do they need to submit lesson plans on, on Aspen, you know, at, at the end, you know, when, when does that have to be done? And he just kind of smiled and, and chuckled at me a little bit. And, and he said, um, you know, we don't, I don't have to check lesson plans every week. Hmm. You, know, you, you wouldn't have been hired here if I didn't trust you to do lesson plans. I can go to your room and say, hey, let me see your lesson plans for the week. You know, and I expect that you're just going to do it. You know, you wouldn't yeah. have made it through the vetting process if I didn't trust you to do that. And hmm. having that level of trust and taking away that accountability procedure is very freeing and it's, it's all, i think it's also empowering for teachers as well oh ab absolutely i mean yeah trust versus accountability i mean trust and accountability which one has more of a has a positive connotation exactly. it's it's and i've always i remember when i i was one of my previous teaching positions i remember the guy next door talked told me about the principal and i i was just kind of asking so how, how are things working here and he said and, and i used to say the same thing to my students it's like i trust you until you give me a reason not to it's exactly. I, it's it's i give you my trust right off the bat just don't give me a reason don't break that trust and then we have to repair that and rebuild it and and my teacher friend had said kind of like the principal like you will have his trust as his coming in, like you said, with your AP looking in and I right. could ask you for your lesson plans. You wouldn't be here if, if you, I mean, exactly. If you, if you didn't know what you're doing. And I say the same thing now to, to my teachers and my staff members in mm -hmm. terms of we don't punch the time clock and things like that where it's like, Oh yes, there are guidelines and things like that contractually that, that are there to make sure that things aren't abused. But until yeah just you have my trust until until there's a reason not to <laughs> not to well, trust and you're, and you're not putting accountability measures in place that that are basically like punishing the whole class for for one person who might not be be stepping up and doing their and doing their job yeah. yeah you know and that and i think that that tends to bring bring everyone down yeah yeah i'm doing so, what i'm that, supposed to be doing what why did we all lose our recess? Because yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's one of the things that that's just that's just really freeing, and and the you know having that that community of people that are you know that are working together. I mean, there's there's always little conflicts because you've got you know 
a lot of very strong-willed, very, uh, you know, you work with people. In, <laughs> people come into our school, you know, and it's like, hey, I'm the I'm the top dog in my school. You know, I got hired off on, on this international school. And you realize you're working with the top dogs from everywhere. Sure. You know, sure. and it's then, an all-star. And everyone's, team. everyone's yeah, it is. It is in a lot of ways. It's an all-star team. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that can that can be great, but it also can can have its challenges. Sure, sure. But um, no, I loved. I wrote, wrote down a note. I loved what you said earlier about just that assisting people with using tech and making sure that it's not one more thing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's Weston Kieschnick. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. He's, he's amazing educator. I mean, he has one of his big messages. He wrote his book, bold school. So Weston, if you're listening, great book, by the way. Um, okay. But, but it's not, not using tech for tech's sake. Sometimes, I mean, Precisely. sometimes a Chromebook's not the best tool for the job. Sometimes good old fashioned paper and pencil or just talking with your, with your, your student partner is the best tool for the job. It doesn't always have to be tech because teachers have enough on their plate right now. I mean, geez, we got a brand new English language arts curriculum this year that teachers are <sighs> wading through to try to see how, how they can incorporate that. We have a we're in like year three or four of a new math curriculum. Then you got NGSS science standards. I mean, there's so much. I always like to use the example of it's like a paper plate. Exactly. You keep putting that mashed potatoes and gravy in it and it starts to get soggy. (laughs) So we got to, we got to double plate and triple plate and make sure that they have the support to do that and throwing tech as one more thing on top it shouldn't be one more thing on top. Right. It should change the way we do things. Well, it should make what you're doing more efficient mm-hmm. and, and, allow, and, and give you freedom to do other things. And sometimes, and, and it's weird how sometimes just the simplest little thing, like I was, I was at a, an elementary meeting and, you know, showing people how to, you know, to fill in their grades, you know, cause you got it. Everyone has to fill in their grades on the, on the yeah. sheet at the end. And just the trick of showing how you can take one grade do a fill down and fill that grade down the Drag column and then just change the ones that, that, that you don't. I mean, it's that little thing. Okay, it may save you two or three minutes, but that two or three minutes is huge. Sure. You know, it, and it's like, wow, this is, this is going to make my life easier. Oh. And, and a lot of times it's just those little things that can kind of turn, turn, your, turn, turn an attitude toward tech as something that's a pain to, oh, this is going to be great. You know, you kind of yeah. get that. Ooh, you know, and you can yeah. sort of see that, you know, like people watching fireworks. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and even and even of the smallest things. Exactly. Um, one of, I mean, I remember when Marcy Key, one of my one of my colleagues, she, I never knew that the whole triple clicking on a oh, paragraph, super secret triple click. Yeah, yeah. triple click. I mean, everyone uh-huh. else, you double click a word, it highlights the word. You triple click, it highlights the whole paragraph. And I remember mm-hmm. she, it's like. Mind blown. I mean, are you kidding exactly. me? And when I, when I show teachers the whole control plus, how to zoom in in a browser window or anything like that, and it's somebody who, whose eyes are getting worse by the day, seemingly. I mean, I've worn glasses since fourth grade, and now I need – I mean, I've always – I'm nearsighted. I can't see far away. Now I can't see close up. I mean, things are getting worse and worse. So that whole control plus is just – teachers are like, oh, my gosh, that's the best thing in the world. 
and and oh it's and and those things are, are life-changing we actually just did a podcast on this last week on you know just time-saving tech tips just those those little keystrokes are things you know that and and i'll just throw this one out too because i thought it was really cool if you're, if you're on a mac if you're on a mac you know how you do your your um shift command three or shift command four to do a screen capture i did i did not even know that okay. and i use a mac so yeah. yeah say that if, again so if, if you can write if, it down yeah if you do shift command three it'll it'll capture the whole screen and save it as a as a file on your desktop if you do shift command four it'll let you select part of the screen and then it oh. saves it and it saves it as, as a PNG file on your desktop. Oh my God. But the little added thing, all right, if, if you, if you're, as long as you're doing that little finger contortion, if you add the control key to that, so it's shift control command three or shift control command four, instead of saving it as a file on your desktop, it copies it to the clipboard. And all I have to do is paste it into Keynote or paste it into PowerPoint. And it's not like, you know, dragging a file. But even just that, the fact that I don't have to, like, import a file, I can just copy, go to my other app, paste, boom, it's in. Oh, you know, that's it's, it's life-changing. You know, it's, <laughs> one of those, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, mind blown. This oh, is so cool. My goodness. I'm just struggling to write this down so I don't forget it. Right. Oh, my gosh. This is, I mean, podcast has been good up to this point, Dennis, but you just blew my mind, man. So I need to, when I do post-production on this, I need to throw in a, a few bombs dropping yeah, exactly. for my mind well, blowing. And, and now no one's going to pay attention to anything else I said, because that's no. the thing that's going to stick. <laughs> well, they're going to have to listen the whole way to get through to this. So Exactly. Exactly. So, well, oh my gosh. There's, there's your teaser. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, but it's stuff like that. It's not, you know, here's the app that's going to that's gonna make your life easy. It's, you know, how can I work more efficiently? Yeah, yeah. No, and, and what that does is it creates a positive attitude towards tech as opposed to the, and you've seen it, the, it's, it's almost like an audible eye roll. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, and, and I get that when I say, enter your username and password. It's like, oh, not another username and password. Yeah. yeah. No, so yeah, not something, not something else to do, but something to do what you already do better. Something to exactly do it better and make it just, just the engagement factor. I mean, when you, mm -hmm. when you sometimes, and again, it's not saying it should be done for everything, but when you, I see it when I go in and kids are doing a highly engaging lesson with technology, just when it's mm -hmm. like, all right, today, take out the Chromebooks. Just like that, kids are more, in, ooh, take out the iPads. Boom! They're going to be more engaged than they right. typically than they would be if you said, "Take out your notebook and and take, turn to a blank page and let's um, anyway." So, yeah. Oh, uh, Dennis, this is good stuff, man. I totally appreciate you taking the time. And now, now when I see the uh, the Facebook posts and the Instagram pictures, I will have a better understanding of of all the behind the scenes workings of. Uh, an American in Shanghai. <laughs> oh, there's there's so much there's so much more to tell, but it's it's exciting. Well, maybe we'll and maybe we'll have you back on for part two. We did that with Rushton yeah. Hurley, so there's always a chance okay. if you're willing to come back. I'd love to have you back. So you know, it, it, we'll we'll let we'll let the listeners decide. You know, like okay, okay. guys, if you want to hear part two, where do we email? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you tweet me? Yeah. So if anyone's listening and you like this, tweet me. Let me know that you want more from Dennis and <laughs> perfect. We will make it happen. So, well, Dennis, again, to totally thank you for uh, thank you for for taking the time out of your Sunday morning, 
And uh, for anyone listening, how can they how can they get a get in touch with you? I know you're on Twitter. How how can they get in contact with you? Um, you. Twitter, I am I am at D Grice D G R I C E. Um, or you can always email me at uh, Dennis Grice at and here's here's the crazy long name at ConcordiaShanghai.org. <laughs> so. Awesome. Try, 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 try being a first grader and typing that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll bet that one. <laughs> yeah. Room. So yeah, exactly. But no, Dennis Dogrise at ConcordiaShanghai.org or, um, you know, just, just, yeah, just reach out to me on, on either of those. And it's, it's, uh, it's been a fun adventure and, uh, I do have a blog, but I, I haven't blogged in a while, but I do have a podcast and Tell uh, us about I'll, that. I'll throw that out. Yeah. I'll throw that out. It's podcast.concordiashanghai.org. Or uh, we're also on uh, 21CL Radio. It's the Concordia EdTech Podcast. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, that's sort of taken taken uh, all the energy I would put in my blog. We're putting into the podcast. So very cool. I will will definitely be checking that out. So, well, Dennis, again, thank you. 26 more days. Ducks hockey starts. So uh, exactly, and we get we got Beauchemin back too. I first. know. I'm I'm very excited. I'm, my my awesome. my son is very excited. So hopefully we'll just get over that little hump today and there this year and make it back to the finals. So I'll be I'll be listening on the internet. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So awesome, Dennis. Well. Thank you, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Totally appreciate it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe in YouTube. I was going to say YouTube. You can do it in YouTube. It's actually there, too. You can subscribe to my channel on YouTube. I was going to say iTunes or Google Play. And if you really like what you hear, give us a uh, drop us a review. I would appreciate that as well. And as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, have a good one.